are listening to Gaywire on CJSR, your homegrown source for lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, and queer news, culture, stories, and events from Edmonton and beyond. Hey there. Hi. Uh, I'm Alexa. I'm <laughs> JD. Now oh, I know yeah. you're talking to me and not to the audience. Yes, we finally this got This is my it. What, fourth time I yeah. figured out now. <laughs> uh, we're Gaywire, and uh, we're here to bring you all your queer news, stories, events, and, and culture. Yeah. All of it. Forever. In an hour. For the week. Yeah. Uh, so, what are we going to do this week? Um, there's a couple, like, really cool initiatives that are popping up. Uh, in Alberta and then another one in Saskatchewan so we'll get to all that we also have some updates and thoughts about the murders that are being revealed in Mm. Toronto's gay community that'll probably be the majority of the show that we end up talking about that okay yeah It is revolutionary for any trans person to choose to be seen and visible in a world that tells us we should not exist. Laverne Cox. Hey there, we're Gaywire. Hi. And it's a story there's a lot of films with positive queer characters also nominated. So... Um, certainly a lot more visibility this year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, Call Me By Your Name. I haven't, have you seen it yet? No. Nope. Every week I'm going to ask you until you see it. No, it's a Shape of Water. And? It's, it's okay. Yeah, it's good. It's, <laughs> it's better than Phantom Thread. Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. I can't recommend. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> no, Shape of Water had a queer character in it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who was the character? Um, he's like, you know, GBF, gay best, gay best friend, (laughs) (laughs) but he's not, you know, your typical old GBF character. He's not, you know, de-sex. He has, you know, he's a, he's a, he's a well, he's a well-rounded character. He's not two-dimensional, show up, do her hair, help her with her problems and then disappear completely. Yeah, for the like last quarter of the movie that they're just gone. Yeah. 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 No, he's, he's an actual character. So oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so turning to uh, things that have been happening in Tabor. Um, so I don't know if you remember last year um, there was controversy over Tabor, Alberta, putting up a pride flag, uh, asking their city to put up a, a pride flag. And when the group asked again to put up the pride flag, uh, for this coming year, the town of Tabor City Council voted to deny the request. Um, so the town released a statement on Wednesday saying a motion was passed on January 22nd stipulating that the flagpole in Confederation Park will no longer be de- designated as a community pole. It will be used to fly the Alberta, Canadian, or town of Tabor flag. Just the pole part is funny. That's very gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is no longer a community pole, guys. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just for, just for the city. So uh, people are. Um, so so yeah. So nobody can have it. Exactly. Yeah, they're trying to. They're going like ultra P 
PC by saying we're not homophobic. We're just saying yeah. nobody can fly yeah. their the, distinct. Yeah, so the gays here. have ruined the community flag pole. Yeah, by asking for it, <laughs> like sorry, all other groups whose flags we used to fly yeah. can't have it anymore because the gays want it, and we can't let that happen. Yeah, we can't give it to them because if you saw that flag, mm-hmm. you would turn gay or something. <laughs> This is like same-sex marriage all over again, where gays were like, can we have some marriage? And then like some extreme people were like, you know what, maybe we should just get just well, get rid of marriage I altogether. I, I, I knew some queer people who thought that. that would, it's one way of dealing with it. No, I know. So get rid of the flagpole. Who needs a community? No, I'm just kidding. Um, uh, but it, I mean, it is ridiculous. Oh, Tabor, so there's the Tabor Equality <laughs> Alliance. Um uh, which has been the main group that has been pushing for this, was allowed to fly the pride flag for the first time last summer. However, it was destroyed by vandals twice in one week. So one time it was stolen, and then another time it was burned. Uh, so there you go. Um, just to sort of say, one of the tweets that got the most reaction in, re- in, in response to this was from uh, MLA Sandra Jensen. Mm-hmm. who wrote, Dear Tabor, your first flag was stolen, second burned. It would be an honor to fly your next pride flag from the Tabor Provincial Building. So there you go. There you go. The province can fly a flag on the provincial building. Yeah. And then maybe just sort of put it in an encased enclosure so that it doesn't get burned, stolen, or otherwise desecrated, you know. Yeah, or just cover the whole building in pride flags. <laughs> Or like we can't have the community poll. I mean, that's ridiculous. Well, the more you, if you like, say no to something small like that, not only do you look petty, you just draw more attention to it. Oh, absolutely. Like, is this what Tabor wants to be known for? The yeah. the latest place that won't fly the flag. Yeah, and that it was like stolen, burned, and then this is the yeah. this is the third. And then attempt. it makes provincial news. Yeah, it made and international news. Well, there you it's go. Everywhere. It's really, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why people bother fighting it. Well, if you are interested in following it, um, the Tabor Equality Alliance Society is, um, uh, you know, asking for support and for you to make statements to their town council, all of that kind of stuff. Um, They said they were looking for letters of support to town council, and they give the address, and that's being circulated if you want to do something about it and Should tell them the, what you think. the email address where people can send or what just I'm just looking n- at the media release what's their name again just so people can google them what's their name oh yeah so yeah that's a good idea so their name is the Tabor Equality Alliance Society but you can email them at tabor.equalityalliance at gmail.com so that's tabor.equalityalliance at gmail.com good send them your support yeah and I mean send like we're letters. if you live in Tabor you can uh, what do they have a council county council I don't know what they are yeah they, they have a, a city council are town they a city council. town of Tabor council it's a town council so they have a town council yep um, and I, I know we were making light of it. I think it was more from the ridiculousness of them saying this community poll is no longer for the community it's for the city provincial and national flag so yeah yeah I don't know <laughs> other cities have community flags and com- yeah community polls and yeah um, so, switching to other news, um, there is a new clinic for trans uh, residents opening in Edmonton. Um, let's 
see what it does. The new clinic, um, which will be under the Gender Health Program at the University of Alberta, will open in February with the hope of training doctors in trans health and increasing access for treatment for people in the trans community. It'll be the first such clinic in Prairie, in any of the Prairie provinces. Wow. Um, Dr. Michael Marshall is one of five psychiatrists in Alberta qualified to make the diagnosis for trans uh, treatment, according to like the medical standards of the province. Um, he said patients typically wait more than six months to see a psychiatrist, can, mm. which can be a critical period, saying, quote, people are frustrated and the evidence shows while waiting, people who suffer from gender dysphoria have some higher rates of lowered, lowered mood, anxiety, and may sometimes come to harm. He continued, transgenderism itself is not an illness, and keep in mind that that's what it's termed as in, like, medical... Yeah. He's a doctor. He's a yeah, doctor that's, that's the words. He, those yeah. are the words that he's using. Um, is not itself an illness. No. Having to be the person that, that one is not. not leads to a diagnosis of gender dysphoria. Mm -hmm. um, so the clinic will focus heavily on training physicians and other healthcare professionals. Um, the province approved 38 applications for final... Uh, stage gender reassignment surgery during 2016 2017 and the surgeries are performed in Montreal is that where is where the uh, doctors and hospital exist for such surgeries Wow yeah um, so no I think that's been a long time coming there's certainly been a push uh, for people to say that like there's certain steps that you have to go through in order mm -hmm. to be qualified for surgery and the wait lists in order to go through those steps to qualify yes. are very very long and can be um, as the doctor said incredibly frustrating I imagine yeah I've heard that it's, it's time consuming it's mm -hmm. such, a, such a backlog well, no, and you have to go through it in, in sort of, like, timed periods. So you have to wait a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, do things. It's not like you can go in and even though you have, you know, been existing as a trans person right. maybe for years, that you still have to go through this process. Yeah. Um, turning to... Winnipeg. Uh, the Salvation mm -hmm. Army is opening a new space for homeless members of the LGBTQ community in Winnipeg. Um... Hmm. But, and this is interesting, because the Salvation Army has a troubling history with right. gay people, so it's being criticized by members of the community. Uh, the Sally Ann will open 15 rooms and a lounge for LGBT community members in a space that was previously being used to um, house asylum seekers. Uh, it'll be a one-year pilot project, and it opened last week. The organization believes... It's the first time in Canada that the Salvation Army has created space specifically for homeless LGBT people. Um, so there you go. I mean, it is curious because the Salvation Army has had a history of being anti-gay. Yeah, I mean, just reading this, I mean, Huffington Post has a good article on kind of history of the Salvation Army and difficulties it's had with queer communities it's mostly international there's no Canadian examples mm. um, so no I don't know how centralized the church is internationally whether um, how strict their theology is applied in each country but I know Salvation Army uh, well people who are queer who were Salvation Army and who've left the church mm -hmm. and have told me that you know it's it wasn't the church that was uh, welcoming to them but, I mean, we can say the same thing about pretty much every religion yeah. at some point in Canada. So, And every social 
social service and social program sure. has at some point. Um, yeah, in this they're saying, like, I think they're most remembered for being anti-same-sex marriage predominantly in the United States. Um, yep. So that's where a lot of that comes from. I have heard that, like, ministers are not, you know, allowed or to perform same-sex marriages uh, in Canada, or they're they're sort of yeah. in, coached not to do it. But then so is the Catholic um, Church, and they run all kinds of charities. That, mm-hmm. um, uh, do they have queer-specific ones? I don't, I don't, I think, don't so. think so. Yep. <laughs> so it's interesting that the Salvation Army is doing this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm from Winnipeg, so I know that... That, that kind of service is is needed, mm-hmm. but whether the Salvation Army should be the one running it or not, didn't the uh, Rainbow Resource Center in Winnipeg um, say something? They're kind of the yeah. So the Rainbow Resource on. Center is a nonprofit organization that serves the LGBT community in Manitoba and Northwestern Ontario, and they said that they're concerned. So the executive director Mike uh, Tuttle said, quote, when an organization has had a negative history with the community, it's the responsibility of that organization to change the perception within the community, and I'm not feeling that Salvation Army has done that. Uh, He continued, the Salvation Army does have a reputation of homophobia. He said that there are grave concerns in the community about a faith-based institution offering a homeless shelter to members of the queer community, with the exception of groups that have worked to identify Mm -hmm. as affirming or welcoming organizations. He continued, our history with faith-based organizations has not been a positive one for most part, in particular with the Salvation Army. Uh, he said that he planned to meet with the Salvation Army to raise his concerns. There you go. Yeah. I mean, it is interesting because we're, you know, having all these debates across Canada about whether there should be LGBTQ-specific homeless shelters. Yeah. And this one pops up, which I think is unique, but understandable that the community in Winnipeg is apprehensive. Yeah, and yet in the article, the two women they the interview are very happy about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I guess if you're being offered that space and being told that it'll be yeah. safe, you have to, you know, you can either make the decision yes. to have trust and have faith in it or not. But yes, yeah, to find out what safe means. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Maybe you you won't be exposed to to homophobes and transphobic people, but will you be exposed to like attempts to well, conversion yeah. therapy. I don't know. Yeah. What else you, yeah. What else? Yeah. Like, it, I'm not saying that that's the the motive here, but well, like, there's concern. Like people, and rightfully so, if you're dealing mm-hmm. with a historically homophobic organization, that yeah, you don't know what their motives are necessarily. On the shoebox, Wednesday night at 9, you'll get the legends of the Edmonton music scene. We are honored tonight to have Mo Bird co-host the shoebox as part of our Legends of the Edmonton music scene series. Probably not that many people even know who the Modern's Minds are, but I thought since it's an Edmonton show and they were an Edmonton band, it might be fun to listen to some of this. So Go was one of the very first songs we ever learned when we started the band with Modern Minds. On the mighty CGSR, Mo Berg and the Modern Minds, Go! The Shoebox, Wednesday night at 9 on CJSR. Hey, this is Brenda. I'm at the Tickle Trunk at 9923 82 Avenue, and you're listening to Gaywire.
It's time for your spoonful of queer alphabet soup, and today we're defining chosen families. The circle of friends, partners, companions, and perhaps ex-partners with which many LGBTQ people surround themselves. This group gives the support, validation, and sense of belonging that is often unavailable from the person's family of origin. Gay Wire, it's 6.36 on Thursday, and uh, we're coming with a bunch of updates about the situation in Toronto's gay village. So, the latest update is that uh, Bruce MacArthur has been charged with five counts of murder um, in the uh, first-degree murder connected to cases of missing men in Toronto's uh, gay village. Um, the and I'm sure you've heard the salacious details of, of these cases, but uh, officers have taken a particular interest in the backyard of a home in Toronto in a Toronto neighborhood where MacArthur stored equipment for his landscaping business. Police say that, uh, the remains of three bodies have been found in planters on the property, and the ground penetrating radar has determined that some soil in the backyard was disturbed as well. Since last Wednesday, since at least Wednesday, sorry, officers have been seen bringing fuel tanks into the backyard, which were used to heat the ground. Um, uh, Sergeant Hank Idzinka told reporters on Wednesday that he hopes investigators can begin uh, excavating the property by the end of the week to early next week. so there you go. That's sort of the details of what's going on. The search for evidence in the case has also expanded to more than 30 homes associated with MacArthur's landscaping business, and officers will continue to search MacArthur's apartment for quite some time, according to police reports. Um, the five murder charges against MacArthur come without much in the way of DNA. Sorry, come without much in the way of DNA evidence, which leads to the former homicide detective. Um, uh, Steve Ryan to speculate there must be some other sound evidence to link MacArthur to the five victims. Uh, so there you go. They're saying that it's, uh, they think that the police have evidence that they're not sharing quite yet that's leading them to think uh, that these, uh, that there might be more victims out there that he's definitely linked to them. Right. Mm-hmm. And some of the concerns now are that it's, according to police, it's not just a gay village thing or not just a gay thing. Right, so what's the information on that? Well, he's the uh, same detect- Detective Sergeant Hank Itzinga said Monday, I think the common thread in Project Houston and SSI, that was their project to, or their yeah. task force to look into the murders, Yeah, is that all three men were from the gay village and associated with, to the gay village and they were all of Middle Eastern descent. Unfortunately, I can't continue with that common thread looking at Mr. Lissowick and Mr. Mahmoudi. And he continued... Um, we don't know how many more victims there are going to be, but it's more than the gay community. It encompasses the city of Toronto. Right. Which, I mean, what was your reaction to to that? Well, if, if he means this in, uh, like, they weren't murdered in the gay, in the gay village, mm-hmm. on, you know, what is it, Church in Wellesley. Yeah. And that's, that's one thing, if he's being specific about locality. But if he's... If the implication is that this isn't a gay thing, yeah. then that's not helpful because the community has known for a while that something was happening, that gay men were being murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it, you know, if it just because it expands beyond the village and it's impacting gay men across Toronto, it's 
doesn't mean it's not a gay thing. And it's something, if it's something to say something encom- uh, encompasses the city of Toronto, I mean... Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. No, exactly. And especially if, since he was meeting people online, he doesn't need to meet them in the gay village in no. order to associate with them. Um, but, I mean, I think that's... And I don't know what that is. Like, obviously, we're speculating at this point because yeah. you're right. That and that's quote... that's all the police can do, too, is speculate right now, too. Yeah, and that quote is, is, is like is not clear as you say as to whether he's talking geographically or like community based in terms of connections right um but i think and i don't know i think a fear is that because the gay community in toronto was saying to the police Mm -hmm. for months and months people are disappearing rumor in the gay villages that this might be connected that they might know the same person and people in the community started doing things like patrolling the streets creating maps of where people had disappeared from um there's reports that people in the community we're doing ride shares, we're doing check-in programs to make people sure people got home, essentially doing the work of police when they refuse to do so, right? So I don't know. It's complete speculation if at this point the police are saying this isn't a gay thing because the police are feeling the heat of the gay community saying you didn't do anything when we told you for months that there was something going on here. And that's complete speculation, yeah. but that's what I'm. Well, that's where my mind goes. And... Uh there are stories online too from people from the community um, saying that they don't feel that the police listen to them mm-hmm. and that I mean especially in this case where it appears that the, from what we can tell the killer did target uh, men of color mm-hmm. that um, being racialized and LGBTQ in Toronto made it especially difficult mm-hmm. um, as a uh, as one uh, activist in Toronto said, it's saddening and unacceptable that it took the disappearance of Andrew Kinsman, so as an aside, the, so far the sole um, white person mm-hmm. to be uh, identified as a victim, to reopen public interest in the cases of missing South Asian and Middle Eastern men, uh, suggesting that it wasn't until the disappearance of Kinsman in June of 2017 that the years-long spate of disappearances were finally taken seriously. This uh, continues, a different standard of justice for racialized and LGBTQ plus people is the reality in our city and province. Absolutely. And I will say that, like, looking, I don't know if these images, if people have seen the images of um, Andrew Kinsman and then Salim Essen, who was, they were the first sort of two people that were connected to each other and then connected to MacArthur. Um, but I have seen the image of Andrew Kinsman everywhere in the media, and he is a white bearded guy. Um, uh, I've seen Salim Essen fewer times, but that is it. Like, that's the concern that um, for years people had been saying, like, as far back as 2010 that there was pe- there was, there are men missing from the community. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be very telling um, as they find potentially more and more of these uh, victims. Yeah. And, I mean, and as the community was saying, or trying to say, uh, while well, saying and trying to be heard, mm-hmm. that uh, for some populations, there, some populations are more vulnerable. Absolutely. Even in the queer community. Um, and, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it, right? So you have this, like, whole debate going on. Should police be in pride? How should police be in the queer community? Police are, like, badgering the queer community in Toronto for not letting the March in a Pride Parade. The community says, like, over that exact summer, you then ignored our calls to be protected. And what ends up happening is the most, like, marginalized and vulnerable within the subgroup of LGBT mm-hmm. people are um, are not being protected by the police and after the fact are not being... Yeah 
justice isn't being pursued for them. My other concern with this is is if they find a victim who they say is not queer Mm -hmm. or who they can somehow prove isn't queer, um, I don't know how you prove that, but then they'll say this is, you know, as soon as we find one heterosexual who's been married or murdered. Well, he might be, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if we find a... And I think some of the victims actually were married to women. But uh, as soon as we find a victim who is a heterosexual, then it's not a gay thing anymore. Right. He's just, he's just a general serial killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it's, not a, it's not a concern about mur- uh, deaths or murder in the, in the queer community. Yeah. It's just, it's just a serial killer. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because, I mean... Um, Which yeah. is kind of what we see happening. I mean, if you... If, if all if he killed five uh, Middle Eastern or South Asian men and one white man, now he's not targeting yeah. uh, racialized men. He's he's targeting just gay men. Yeah, like the common denominator. Yeah. Even though there's this pattern, absolutely. Um, no, and I think what that ends up doing, like you said, is like that brings in a whole bunch of questions of like. Um, why do we want to? Why do we want to like deny the fact that he was targeting yes. South Asian and Middle Eastern gay men yeah. specifically, or men who had sex with men if they didn't identify as gay, right. that they were engaging in having sex with men? Um, and also, I mean, the the person if the person turns out to be straight, that might have nothing to do with the fact that he still targeted them, and it might have been there might have been like sexual violence mm-hmm. or sexual motivation on his end, right? So does that mean that just because the victim is identifies as straight that this isn't sort of yeah um no so i mean these and i i mean i think i think it's important too that there's sort of the salacious details of where these bodies bodies are being found and um how there's people who sort of like used his landscaping business and are now having their backyards dug up and all this kind of stuff um but i think it is important to sort of like continue to remember that that this is it's just a failure of the Toronto Police Service that you had an entire community saying this is an issue it's almost a decade that people some of them have been missing we have connections we've been doing work and it took them since June at least when they acknowledged that a white gay man had died to uh, that's at least that's over six months to to come out with a a huge investigation it it, it makes me think of you know Robert Picton Mm -hmm. how long do people know that he was targeting a specific group of people mm-hmm. um, a marginalized group of people specifically you know uh, yeah in Vancouver's east yeah. side yeah uh, and all women and uh, yeah yeah We're and the majority of, of who were indigenous absolutely um yeah, so I guess all we can do is keep um, bringing the updates on that. I know that there is talk within Toronto's queer community about how to respond um, and how to sort of engage outside of the police to create more feelings of community safety awesome. um, and all of that kind of stuff. And again, as I said, there's, uh, there's, there's reports that that was already being happening over the summer because people were getting scared. Um, and I mean, I think it's important for us to think about that too in Edmonton. Like, how do we create those community safeties? Like, we all have, you know, friends and um, family members who use online dating and like setting up protocols and all that kind of stuff of being like, I'm meeting somebody at this time, just so you know, like, this is their information, checking in, all of that kind of stuff. But our community has a really good history of looking out for each other. So we might need to do that again. Yeah.
having sex is healthy, so here's some tips on having healthy sex. When should you get tested? Well, when you have a new sexual partner, you or your partners have other sexual partners and it's been three to six months since your last test, symptoms are showing up, you have had sex with someone with an STI, or you've had sex without a condom, or the condom broke. been a bully in the past, CGSRFM knows that bullying hurts and wants you to know that help is available 24-7 through Alberta Health Services at 1-888-456-2323. Girl, it's your time. Don't ever ever change your mind, cause you're mine. This is Vivek Shreya, author of Even This Page is White and She of the Mountains, and one half of the music duo Too Attached. You're listening to Gay Wire on CJSR. I'm never gonna hide you, never gonna fight you again, not for any man. <laughs> hey there. Welcome back. We're just talking about uh, STI testing stories but uh yeah well i mean i think it's hopeful the next story i don't know which one you want to go to um what you got uh well that chelsea manning is uh released a senate campaign video so she's running for for senate in the 2018 uh elections in maryland yeah and she have a chance (laughs) (laughs) how does it work I don't know. What do you mean? How does it work? Um, just to give context, uh, she's a former army oh, intelligence yeah. analyst who was convicted of disclosing classified information to WikiLeaks, um, and she, the classified information that she released was all about like really terrible things that the American army was doing. Um, uh, she transitioned in uh, prison and was an advocate for trans people. Well, going through that process, and now she's running for right. uh, the American. So some Senate. people consider her a hero, mm-hmm. and Barack Obama pardoned her. Right? Was yes. One of his last acts as president was pardoning her. Yep. Which enraged some Americans, who think she's a traitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, and also, I mean, she's been booked for talks in Canada and hasn't been able to go because come because of her uh, status and various things. So, I mean, it, she was pardoned, but it has repercussions still, right? Right. Um, yes. Uh, I'm just trying to see. Yeah, she was uh, received a sentence of 35 years, um, but. Um, yeah, was commuted. Yeah. It wasn't pardoned. That's the thing. It was commuted. Oh, so right. it wasn't like she. Her record wasn't like expu- like erased. It was just that it was ended. So she right. still has the record. So that's why she couldn't come into Canada. Yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I think that uh, I have no idea who has any idea whether or not she has a chance in Maryland. She's besides outsider, political scientists. Right? I mean, there will be some some politician in in the inside the established elite mm-hmm. um, who have the who have an edge but um well she'll shake it up yeah and i mean her campaign talking. video is all about um uh yeah sort of thinking like all these 
it is kind of gloomy. I mean, it's about like, you know, there's all these terrible things happening in the world and she's committed to trying to stop them. And obviously she has a very specific perspective on like how terrible the world can be. So it'll be, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, it could be an upset. I mean, it could be that, that she does it be given, you know, we've had bigger, we've had upsets in in american politics in the past year so right but she first has to has to win the democratic nomination so she has Mm -hmm. to become she has to beat all the other democrats Mm -hmm. to be the nominee yeah yeah i don't know who i don't know much about maryland (laughs) (laughs) i don't think it's in it what is maryland known for um name one thing about maryland like baltimore (laughs) <laughs> Baltimore is in it. Good. And the wire? <laughs> that's, that's just a Baltimore thing. I know. Uh, like lobster? I don't know. Yeah. Lobster and Baltimore. Well, but they have two mm-hmm. Senate seats because the United States, every state gets two senators. There you go, no matter how yeah. big or small. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not like here. Just saying. Uh, we're just yeah. Well, if we if we want to get into discussions about Apple, for Ontario or no wait sorry twenty four for Ontario, um, <laughs> or for PEI. <laughs> um, Do you want to yeah. you want to get into it, I think abolishing it, it, I think the Senate it, 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 discussions? It's a tradition that every week we have to bring up how awful the Senate is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts the grassroots yeah. level. Well, they okay. did pass the gender-neutral Canadian national anthem. Oh yeah, there you go. So we they didn't, didn't they didn't that. push against that. They pushed against giving people trans rights for for a cool decade, but they didn't push against that. Well, so. they pushed against that for eighteen months. No, every okay. iterate like there were other iterations of it that they pushed against. Yes. Yeah. No, so the the. Uh, you mean the national Canada, anthem? Canada. Yeah. They pushed 18 months. It's the, it's the conservative senators who are mm-hmm. um, obfit, obfuscated, what is the word, blocking stuff. Mm-hmm. They had only passed the Ocana stuff because they shut down debate. Yeah. Which, you know, the conservative senators said, you can't do, you know, that's horrible, that's against democracy. I'm pretty sure Stephen Harper did that. Oh, like all the time. Uh, so, also, yeah. it's very funny every time someone on the right is like, don't very think, incensed yeah. that you're changing three words in a national anthem, uh, and they're going to be like, I'm going to refuse to sing that at Back the hockey game. Back to how it used to be, by the way. I mean, it, the wording originally was gender neutral. Oh, really? Yes, they changed Yes, it, was, it wasn't the same wording. It was in us by doth command, which is gender neutral and archaic. Mm-hmm. The sons only got put in in World War One. Oh my god! Because it's about the soldiers. So anybody who yeah. says that oh the sons refer it, sons is a gender. I heard some people saying gender sons is a gender neutral word because it refers. You can say sons of a country, meaning all the people. Mm. It is not gender neutral in the Canadian context. It's referring specifically to World War One soldiers. Well, thanks, JD. Yeah. No, I do. There I think that's true. We are very. Uh, very fixated on words and the tradition of them, and we don't acknowledge the fact that they've been changing constantly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we have one minute left, and I wanted to make sure to... Do some community stuff. Yes, there is a town hall happening tonight. It started at 6.30, but if you get on over there, I'm sure um, you'd still hear a lot of it. It's the uh, Medicare for All Town Hall, breaking down health care barriers for trans and gender expansive patients. So it's happening at Central Lions Recreation Center, which is on 113 Street and 111 Avenue. If you want to head down there now, they're having a bunch of discussions about how 
uh, things can be made better uh, for trans people in Alberta's healthcare system. So again, that's at the Central Lions uh, Center on 111. Sure. Uh, up next is Prairie Pickin'. Before that's the BBC, and we'll be back next week with all your queer news, events, and culture. See you later, JD. Bye. Bye.